Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode of Critical Hit is being brought to you by Harry's. Hi, everyone. It is Steven Schleicher, and thank you for downloading and listening to this week's episode of Critical Hit. So glad to have you with us. And hey, listen. Matthew Peterson's here this week. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I thought we'd take a moment to jump into a couple of mailbag questions because, you know, that's what we do. This isn't a mailbag episode, everybody. Don't worry. I just want to get a little bit of that. We'll answer a couple of questions. and Yeah, so this one comes from, uh, I guess we're going to use the name that she signed off, Digit. Uh, Mm -hmm. She says, when I first started playing D&D, I played a very naive little cleric. Only recently out of her church and this being her first real experience in the world. One of the first things that happened as a random spot check percentage equivalent today or sorry, perception equivalent today. And my Mm -hmm. character rolled surprisingly well. The DM said, let grass over there look slightly different than the grass around it. The party immediately started moving towards it. But I can but uh, I confused. But I was confused and new to the game asked why they were doing that, especially since I I'd not said anything about it. The grass being different. Of course, that was DM player character knowledge versus uh, character knowledge. The party rewinds, waiting, and I say I just keep moving forward when we are ambushed by a giant plant creature in that spot. Everyone ended up looking at me with almost hostility, and I explained that my naive character wouldn't think anything of grass being a little different and might even assume that that's how it looks in the real world normally. The DM seemed pleased with his this response, but the, car, the, but the party kind of grumbled an acceptance and told me that generally if those things happen, I should just kind of assume that the knowledge that it is more than it seems should almost be given uh, divinely, like the world telling itself, uh, pointing and saying, this is important. Hmm. Years later, it's still an experience that bugs me. Were they right? And should game mechanics be a sort of celestial hunch where I should feel at least a nagging sensation something is wrong? Is this actually out of character knowing that I'm using? I'm sorry for the long setup and the question questions, but have you had any experience with this where it feels out of character to act or realize something when mechanically you should? Do you feel I played it right or wrong? Well, my first response, Matthew, is, as, as I said a moment ago, there's a difference between the DM giving you player knowledge right. and you as a character knowing knowledge. And my guess would be if the DM says, hey, you who have rolled this perception, mm-hmm. you, that's your knowledge. Oh, the grass looks a little different. And if I'm playing the character, maybe that's the way I would assume it. But I wouldn't assume that everyone else around the table, they would hear it. That's player knowledge, but right. not their character knowledge. And so I think she played it well. And I'm sure that the players were grumbly. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the the right way to play it. What do you think? Well, I think there's there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, they're responding to that knowledge that you were given or that that you received in character was incorrect. I don't think that you played it wrong. 
I think that you played it the way that you wanted to play it. And as we've seen, especially with Critical Hit, you can make decisions that have terrible long-lasting consequences and have them be perfectly justifiable, rational decisions and have them still be terrible and make your, you know, your fellow players unhappy. But one thing that you do need to be aware of is that there are a lot of there are a lot of ways to uh, play a D&D character that are away from the norm that are different. And the first instinct is always to do the opposite of what seems like the quote unquote normal response. That in itself can be, and I, I'm not saying it is here, but it can be kind of a rookie mistake in that you're trying to reinvent the wheel a little bit as you're playing a particular character. Now, I think the fact that your that your DM appreciated your response is good. I think the fact that you understand and are able to justify what your character did was good. But I can also understand the other players being frustrated if it, you know, if it led to problems because your your character chose not to act on knowledge that he or she had. So, you know, it's not a question of right or wrong, but it is something that has obviously led to at least minor issues in interaction with the other players. So. Sure. Well, so this was uh, apparently her first time playing or right. early years of playing. Yeah. And if you've played, I mean, if you are, let's say I'm invited to a group uh, that I've not played with before. Right. Would it be acceptable to say, hey, how do you guys generally handle perception or how do you p- handle player knowledge versus character knowledge? If I learn something that you guys hear, do we do we just assume that I have said all this stuff to you and that you right. know it? Or do we just wait for me to actually say it to you before we embark on it? That's a good call. And that's, you know, that's a point that I think probably could have helped here but i i do i mean that seems kind of like that seems kind of like a weird a weird thing to sit down at a table with new players and say hey guys how do you deal with player knowledge versus character knowledge and is that important in this game or not and i mean i I understand uh digit's uh, reaction here about um you know that troubling her and i totally understand where she's coming from i don't think she was wrong but no. for people who may potentially run into something like this in the future, how do we mitigate that? How do we lessen that? Right. And, you know, open communication is always going to be key to this. But again, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with what happened. But I do think that if you're in a game and your character your character is doing something and you're aware that your character is doing something and the other players are reacting to it in a way it's okay to ask a question, you know, why are you out of character ready to respond like this? Because that can also lead to an issue, you know, mm-hmm. that, that can lead to that, that hard to define line between your in character and your out of character, because clearly that was a group who was ready to respond to her out, her, her in character knowledge as though they all knew it. And yeah, I think that's a, it's a communication problem. There's a couple of communication problems in there, but no. I don't think you did anything wrong. I think that, well, you know, when in Critical Hit, do you remember the point where we were in well, the we've, Feywild? We've done this several times where, yeah. and this happens a lot even in our game, where um, and where something like this will happen, where Ket has a high perception or hears something. Right. Or even recently with um, um, 
you know, Orem sitting at the at the bar and uh, other people over at the table doing stuff. Right. You know, there's things that are going on and either the the players ourselves have said, now, do we know this or what? Or right. Rodrigo has actually stopped us and said, are you doing this in character or or what? Or waiting for a response for somebody to say that kind of stuff. And I know sometimes it seems redundant to kind of repeat what the DM just said to you, but that's part but, of the role p- playing experience. So we've gone right. through those same kind of things. Yeah. And we, you know, we're not perfect by any means, no. but we've had points where out of character knowledge has become an issue. We've had points where out of character things were became in character because they were responded to. In right, right, right. And it can lead to issues. And really the only way to deal with it is to be open about why you've done what you've done. And, you know, again, if you defended yourself to your dungeon master and he or she was perfectly happy with that response, then I think you can take this as a, an experience going forward of something that may not have worked the way you wanted it to. But if you can justify it, I think, you know, if you feel like you did the right thing and the response was negative, keep that in mind the next time you're ready to do the right thing, whether or not it's worth any blowback that might come to it. Cause yeah. that, that is a, that's a realistic worry. And, and I would, I'm hoping that digit that you didn't get a lot of flack from right. your other players ongoing from that. And hopefully, hopefully they, it was like a, it was a, it was a friendly, Oh, ha ha way to or, go. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And hopefully they've kind of learned, maybe they've learned from that too, because I, I, I kind of agree with Matthew is that if the DM's okay with it and that's how the DM wants to run the game, yeah. Then that's how the DM runs the game. So thank if you, Digit. If they started to respond to out of character knowledge in the game, then that was something that was the beginning of possibly an error. So. Yep, yep. Uh, thank you, Digit, for that email. And listeners, if you have questions for us, you can send them to podcast at majorspoilers.com. And we look forward to getting more of your emails and reading more of them in the future. We do what we do. It's always so great to hear from our listeners. And if you want to check out some other things, make sure you check out the website, Majorspoilers.com. Check out the uh, episode page, because oftentimes you're going to find other information there in addition to just, you know, a description of the show and direct download links. If you want to do that, uh, you might find some original art like a couple of weeks ago. Crystal sent in a, uh, a sketch and that was included in the show notes. And uh, for the battle episodes, if you're looking to see where miniatures or where the electronic tokens and everything are moving from um, player to player, it's all up there at Majorspoilers.com. This episode of Critical Hit is being brought to you by Harry's, as I mentioned before. Harry's is so nice because I've kind of heard the excuses and I've made the excuses for reasons not to shave. Oh, it takes too long. Oh, I, I cut my face up all the time. Oh, I just want to grow this out. Oh, whatever. Listen, stop complaining about your shaving experience and get started with Harry's. But, Stephen, razors are expensive. I can't be shaving my face every day with, you know, the, the expense of some of these these razors. Listen, Harry's gives you a good shave at a great price. I've been shaving with Harry's for, I don't know, a couple of years now, and I love their razors. In fact, I just got a shipment in of some new Harry's razor stuff. I don't know if I can talk about it this week, but they're pretty cool razors. They've got great designs, and best of all, they're blades. These are German-engineered blades that they have. These are high-quality, high-performance blades crafted by shaving experts. Oh, they feel so good. My face ah, feels good after a shave with Harry's. And really, I don't think I liked shaving until I got the starter kit from Harry's. Now, Harry's has a starter set. It's called the Truman. I think it's a great option 
if you've never used Harry's before, and they've got an amazing deal going on right now. For just $15, you get a razor handle. Now, I really like this Truman razor handle. It's got kind of a rubbery grip to it, so it's not like slipping out and sliding around when you're trying to, to shave your face. It's probably my favorite part of this whole thing. In addition to the, the blades, and they've got these five-blade German-engineered razors that are included. You get three of those, plus the moisturizing shave cream, and this is normally $15, right? But you're going to get $5 off your first purchase when you use the promo code Critical Hit. That's right. Use the coupon code Critical Hit. You need to go to Harry's, H A R R Y S dot com. Enter the code Critical Hit at checkout, get $5 off, help support this show. Stop making excuses for not shaving. Give Harry's a try today. You can thank me later. Thank you, Harry's, for sponsoring this episode of Critical Hit. Now, listeners, here it comes. What's going to happen next? I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, too. I think it's not going to end well. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. Thank you for your support of Major Spoilers and the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And thank you very much to everyone who shares this episode with a friend or tells their friends about the show or does whatever you do to talk to other people about uh, Critical Hit, including leaving those five-star reviews over at iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we're back all together again as a group. It was a very tense time as some of our heroes ventured forth into the territory yeah, of the em- enemy yeah we went to the other side of the wall yep and now we're back rodrigo all right well that was a pretty good recap <laughs> so there you guys are on the other side of the wall on the other side of the w- oh i try to get it's... back on the right side of the wall oh yeah that's what i meant uh, you are <laughs> now on the si- same side <laughs> of the wall as your friends <laughs> yeah everyone's down from the wall here yep All in all, it's just bricks in the wall. Uh, Here we are. We are uh, all where we need to be. So, So, yeah, I think we can uh, call it a day for the Iron Cobra construction crew. Let's uh, get out of here. Sounds good to me. How much longer is our telepathy active? Oh, probably. Uh, Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, I mean, just, we're all together, so... Well, just in case. Just in case. You can have a quiet telepathic sing-along. Yeah. So, uh, you guys head back towards the gate? Yep. Okay. You head back towards the gate. We're, um, we're flying casual. We're, we're incredibly nonchalant. Okay. Um, as you head back towards it... Uh, Little Sparkle's um, jumpsuit starts to make noise. Like oh, noise. no. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I pull out the little car. Do I think it's going to... Uh, she'll, like, toss it to Randis. It's like, is it, is it going to explode? Oh, uh, 
Or is this a what, trach, sir? What, what happens if we uh, like stick it in a bag of holding? Does well, you've Don't all got bags of holdings. Stick it in yours, not mine. <laughs> right. oh, okay. I'll, I'll stick it in my bag of holding. Okay. Toss it back. Yeah. Okay. You toss it into the bag <laughs> of holding. You hear a like. I think it blew up. <laughs> you don't have anything of value in there, did you? Well, it had Look the stone. The oh. just, just the orb. Uh, yeah, just the weird egg. Ah, <laughs> uh, shall we get out of here and worry about that later? Oh yeah. Okay. We're still nonchalant. Well, it was a good try. Yep. But now we know that you can't do that. Yeah. Well, at least not with those cards. <laughs> and, well, at least not if they notice very quickly. Take them away from the uh, citadel. Yeah, I wonder well, if that specifically was for those thing. scientist guys, because remember yeah. they're pretty heavily armed. I mean, they're guarded very heavily, right? So they may not have the freedoms that we believe that they may have. But this also tells us that they are extremely diligent in paying attention. They immediately noticed and detonated, or seemingly detonated. We don't know that mis- they detonated it. It could be an automatic. It could be yeah, a proximity. It could have been a proximity. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, did we'll you get, get a good out of look here and examine it? the wreckage of it afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to basically examine the the remains, assuming the remains are examinable. <laughs> Worry about that later. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, you guys managed to exit out the gate without too many problems. Um, and you find yourselves at, uh, the entrance to the district. Let's, uh, I think we should clear out of here. I'll, uh, want to rendezvous back with, um, Techiatl and see what he was able to find out. But I think we have to go in tomorrow. It seems so. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, actually, while we're at the entrance, do we ever see any? Uh, you know, I'm going to spend try to spend some time at the entrance. Maybe look around and see if I see any of those scientist type leaving or coming through uh, District One. Because mm-hmm. if we're going to get in pretending to be scientists, we probably need. Uh, you don't, but things have really calmed down at this time of day. Like, okay, there just doesn't seem to be as much. Uh, coming and going as there was before. You know, maybe if you waited a couple more hours, you'd get, you know, people actually leaving to go home for the day. Um, sure. Assuming, assuming they do that. Oh, fair enough. Uh, you could also potentially, like, clear in it, co- come in as soldiers and, like, change into scientist garb to get us from District 1 into to the actual uh, place we need to be. We could just make some more hats of disguise to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right. Well, we might have a project for tonight. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I say we um, get out of here, get changed, I don't know, get lunch, and then I'll... Uh, we can wait until I rendezvous with Techiatl tonight. Mm-hmm. While you get cracking, maybe on making more magic items. Can do. Okay, so where do you guys go? 
I would say back to uh, the the name of the place where Teach lives, Little Delta. Okay. To the Minotaur Bar. Yeah. You guys get back to the Minotaur Bar. Um, you know, you see more patrols around mm. in general, but nobody hassles you. And um, definitely by the time you get to Little Delta, they've really thinned out. Cool. Do they seem to be responding to something, or is it just a... Uh, if you had to guess, they'd probably respond to the giant angel attack. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, I had forgotten about that. That was awesome. It was. Well, then, when we get back to uh, uh, Teach's place, I think we will examine what is left of the key card and or egg in my bag of holding. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you get back. Teach isn't there. Um, you, uh, open your bag and, and, um, reach in and pull, or, or, yeah, well, how do you go about it? Uh, can you, like, I guess dump a bag of holding on a table? Sure. Okay, then, yeah, I'll, like, turn it upside down. Okay. A, about, I don't know, like... Maybe uh, what seems like, we'll say, about 20 pounds of a like very bright white powder pours out. <laughs> uh, followed by the clink of a magical orb, uh, presumably, under all the powder that it's in. Um, and we'll say also the clink of whatever uh, money you had in there. Um, but uh, I'm going to be a huge jerk and slash <laughs> your money in half because any bills, basically any paper money or guild <laughs> notes that you had are now uh, ruined. So, Well, I was actually, we were explicitly just using early sparkle was the bag of holding just for that egg thing because okay. we didn't want to be touching it or sure. letting it touch anything else because we had no idea what they were. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just now a white orb. <laughs> oh. So does it, it look different than what it did before? And that it's covered in dust. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay, because the, the thing just <laughs> utterly disintegrated. Yeah. Uh, you do find the remains of the card part of that thing in there. Uh. Um, but it's pretty clear that uh, the 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 stone itself turned into all this dust. Uh, all this dust. Mm. Got it. Could you maybe figure out like was this dust supposed to be produced at tracer or like is it poisonous or magical in some fashion? I can certainly see if I can determine anything from it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can test it out. Give me an Arcana check. All right. 38. That's literally what it is. It's supposed to explode 
mm. loudly and basically stain everything. And just from handling it, like you uh, touch it with your bare skin, like in a, like it just kind of gets on you and it's it just stains you white, like like bright white, like you can't get it off. I see. Oh. And, it, uh, it does kind of slide off the your metal hand, but even if you were using like leather gloves or something, mm. it like completely stains them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so I can probably deduce it probably was remotely activated. Maybe. Well, could have been proximity still. Did it go yeah. off while we were still in the courtyard? No, you were already in the other district when it went off. Hmm. So I mean, you we have in, no evidence. You weren't one in way the same the district as the Black Archive. You had already crossed the wall into another district. Okay, yeah, I'll just uh, so yeah, I mean, it definitely was basically supposed to mark whoever would take it. Uh, still not certain whether it was triggered or if it was a proximity situation. Uh, I might have to look into that a bit and see. If I can make any determination there. Uh, I mean, it's what what it means, though, is that in all likelihood, the gem itself isn't going to be. It's not like a rune stone. It's it's not going to be scanned in some fashion to indicate that you're using the right passage. It's to make sure that your card doesn't get stolen. Mm -hmm. So we might actually be able to forge these. Possibly. Not to see what I can tell from the card itself. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if there's like, I don't know, magical tracery or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Give me another kind of check. All right. Ah, uh, 25. Um, there doesn't really seem to be anything else that's magical about the card. And also, unfortunately, um, you can't clean it mm. uh, to to the point where you could really study it as a card. Um, <laughs> little Sparkle did take some notes on it, though. So if you were going to forge it, um, you could probably go from that. But you don't have an actual working example anymore. <sighs> That's too bad. Yeah, fortunately, it seems a bit far gone here. So... Uh... We have to go with uh, your observations and see what we can manufacture. Fair enough. Then I can work on that until uh, my meeting time. Okay. Can we fabricate the stone as well? Or something approximating the stone? I don't know if we actually have to copy the uh, mechanism of that. Just not as the mechanism, as but something that is visually yeah, just something yeah. cosmetic, identifiable yep. as the same item. Oh, you got? Did you, you get a good look at that stone there? A little sparkle. Yeah, I there. mean, I, I I took some. She'll like hand him her etchings or drawings of it. All right. Yeah, we can uh, try to get something like that. I think uh, first. Uh, I guess I should start on a couple hats. Yeah, that would be a great idea. We have two like, currently. So three of them. Mm -hmm. Will wearing the hat cause you to not have any other head slot item? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Not while you're wearing it. You'd have to slot it out. Yeah, a little sparkle can probably go out and meet uh, 
with the Kyoto whenever. Okay, great. Then I'll uh, do that while they're working on making magic. <laughs> okay. So Rennes is going to make some hats. Mm-hmm. What are the rest of you doing? Fashioning That's some it. way of scooping all that dust out and putting it in some kind of bin without touching it. Okay. Does it burn? Don't know. I'm not touching it. One doesn't have to touch it to burn it. Oh, I thought you meant burn my skin. Because ah, that's what I no, would do if I were going to boot the trap. itself something. actually ignite? Well, I'm not going to start a fire in here. Last thing we need is a bunch of minotaurs running around acting all crazy. Flame minotaurs. Fair point. I shall assist Orem in this process of inventing the dust buster. Okay. You guys can work on that. What does Cat do? See if Randus needs assistance. If not, then I'll see if there's anything I can do as far as a uh, Cobalt Alley stuff goes. For a couple what, hours like to kill. Uh, see if there's any challengers that I could uh, potentially meet or people that I need to challenge. Just yeah, I mean that there's always something in the queue that you can do. All right. Uh. I got a couple games. Yeah. Just take on whatever the next challenger happens to be. Uh, assuming that it's something I can do from where I'm at. Uh, it isn't. You have to go there, always. No. So, no. Yeah. Let's just assist Randis then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one thing Kent might be good at is potentially like hitting the markets and looking for... Um, you know, like little gems that might fit in for that slot. That could work too. A perceptive dude. <laughs> is? Not really. Oh. I think my perception is the worst of the group. Okay. I was thinking of his insight. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I'm, this is definitely not going to be a perception check. I'm a perceptive dude and it never gets me nothing. Uh <laughs> Well, not if you keep rolling below eight. Hey, hey! No, it's not, no, no, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you roll so low. <laughs> All right. It's just you know you weren't there, and uh, Brian made you become the Blitz. <laughs> um. So yeah, that'll almost certainly be streetwise rather than perception to find something appropriate in the markets. Okay, that I can do. Okay. Cat goes off to find some stones? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get back to how he dies then. <laughs> cool. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, I won't even tell you. Uh, so, right. But we'll, we'll follow Little Sparkle. So uh, Little Sparkle travels back to the nest. Yep. And, I believe uh, she had picked up a picked out a good meeting place for uh, Techiatl since he was like, I don't want anything to do with picking out uh, places for clad and distant truant meetings. Yeah, uh, you do. You find a um, uh, basically a little uh, noodle place um, that has. 
uh, outdoor seating by which it means it's kind of in an alley and just has like tables and chairs out in the alley. Um, Sounds perfect. Yeah, but it's not like because because it's just like in a weird corner, like and you know the seating's not great. Like people people don't frequent it, uh, especially at like a random time of day. So it's pretty private. Cool. And uh, when you head over there, he's already there, uh, looking just uh, colossally awkward. Perfect. Like he's trying, like he's trying to hide the fact that he's waiting for someone. <laughs> Even though, makes, if he was yeah. just waiting for someone, that would be totally reasonable because yep. this is a restaurant. Yep, exactly. And like he doesn't have any food in front of him. <laughs> like, um, awesome. you know, this is one of those places where you go up and order, so he hasn't ordered anything either. Like, yeah, cool. he's just sticking out like a sore thumb. Uh, Sparkle will try to cover for him, be like, "Oh, Takeo, uh, you didn't have to wait for me to before ordering. Uh, come on, let's let's get some noodles." Like, oh, right, let's do that. <laughs> He's like, "What's what's some innocuous noodles I can order?" <laughs> oh, um, yeah, this is the most. Normal noodle dish. Oh, okay, I'll get that, but but don't get the same thing as me. That might make them suspicious. <laughs> okay, I'll go for the spicy noodles then. Okay, that's a good plan. That's a good cover. <laughs> so uh, you you guys get some food. Yep. Um, he uh, looks around. Uh, as you guys start to eat, you know, uh, there's like nobody around and yep. you guys can actually find a table that's like kind of weirdly catty corner to the door so that even the people in like the people in the restaurant can't actually see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he pulls out some uh, like full on blueprints. And uh, puts them on the table and opens them up a little bit. Uh, so this is what I've been able to find. The coil was uh, really careful. So all of the blueprints, like no department was given all of the blueprints to the Black Archive. So it was sort of built piecemeal by different companies um and different subcontractors as well as multiple different uh projects of the coil itself uh but these are the ones i've been able to find and he kind of uh after basically just showing a little sparkle he rolls it up and uh pushes it towards her uh on the table thank you Oh, she'll take them and put them in a bag. Okay. Uh, when you go to take them, he doesn't let go of them right away. Mm. And he's like, uh, so I've been thinking about this a lot, and uh, this is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I've realized that it's likely that I'll get killed just for giving you this information if I'm ever found out. 
So I thought a lot about it, and I want to know what's happening. Because if I'm if I'm going to put myself at this level of risk, I I think I should know. That's reasonable. Um. Okay, I can tell you that. The so you remember the scientist that kind of set this whole thing in motion? Yeah, Lek. Yeah. Well, they they have him back, and apparently, what he'd been working on was a device that opens portals or at least sends people uh, to other worlds. And I don't mean like the Feywild. I mean like entire other worlds. Like other natural worlds with their own yes, Feywild exa- and stuff? exactly. And entirely different people and rules and stars. Did, did anybody know those things were a thing? <laughs> not, I mean, not as far... No one from this world, as far as I'm aware. Oh. That is a big deal. Yep. And the uh, coil realizes the potential to, you know, plunder all yeah. those places. Yeah, no, the implications of that are enormous i mean i okay all right yeah all right no i see it so uh, this whole thing is because the coil has lek back right yes and i think that's why lek fled in the in the first place when he realized what he'd done he saw the implications and and wanted to keep it out of their hands Uh, okay all right i see so then you went after him yeah, so I went after him first. Well, I was trying to first find the people that the coil thought might be in contact with him, and eventually did find him. But my uh, my whole attempt to rescue him didn't go very well. The uh, the coil got him anyways. So then we came back here, but they had a huge head start on us. Right. Okay. So. This whole thing now, all of uh, Radiant Tomorrow, is that? Yep, that's that's the Lek project. We actually, we found a, a lab of theirs where there are a bunch of scientists studying some kind of strange water that seems very important to the project. I'm not really sure why. Uh, that makes sense. There's a really obscured uh, shipment, like essentially a tanker walker is going to be heading towards the Black Archive here in about a day and a half. Do you know what it contains? Nope, but um, the last time they sent a tanker there was several months ago, so maybe they've run out of whatever it's carrying. Oh, we heard some guards referring to uh, the water problem, and the, the tank that I saw was not very full. Yeah, so they must be running out. Mm-hmm. I guess whatever they're doing must be consuming a certain amount of specially treated water, maybe? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I couldn't make much out of the uh, of the notes, but uh, the 
building they had on it also was able to open up. Uh, I'm not really sure what the purpose of that was either. Oh. Well, the tankers are really modular, so you can plug hoses into them. Or, I mean, they're basically locust tanks without the weapons and with giant tankers built into them. Well, that makes a lot of sense then. They could potentially climb into a building and then just connect to a nozzle or... I mean, really, if you think about anything a bug can do, a locust tanks can do, so... Uh, I mean, who knows? Sure. But yeah, I mean, it seems like they've made some degree of progress, which is scary. Okay. Uh, so what are, what are you guys... What are you and your crew going to do? We're going to try to get luck out of there and destroy any research that they might have. Okay. Uh, okay. So what are you going to do with Lek once you have him out of there? Uh, that is a very good question. Um, I don't know. Is, is I'm not sure. Is this one of those points where I should make an insight check to make sure that he is actually asking me these questions for the reasons he says he's asking me? Uh, you, can always, you can always ask to do that. Can I do that? Sure. Just occurred to me that I could be like dealing with a guy with hat of disguise, and that would be very sad. Incidentally, he isn't wearing a hat, but well, I mean, fair uh, enough. Oh, but I've got a thirty insight check. Okay. Um, it is so. So here's what you get. Um, he's interested. Like he's clearly interested. Mm-hmm. Um. But you don't get a sense that you're talking to someone else other than this person that you've known this whole time. Okay. Um, his interest, uh, his his interest, or rather his fear, seems to have drawn away a little bit, um, and now he seems mostly interested. Which you know could mean any number of things, but you know, it could be that he's just a little bit more at ease now too. Okay. Um. So. But yeah, you um, really say, don't get you really don't get the sense that this is some someone like mind controlling him or pretending to be him or anything all right, like cool. that. Cool, or trying to like. Fair enough. Sure. Um, we've got a tenuous idea of trying to get him somewhere safe, but, but honestly, the less anyone knows about that, the better. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh well uh okay so now that I know I think I can I can continue to help you I mean I'm pretty high up in the bureaucracy nowadays so um I can try to feed you more information if I come across it um when when are you planning on doing this soon we have a um a pass rune and we know it's going to expire eventually. And so uh, the longer we wait, the more at risk we are that it will be useless. How are you going to get through the checkpoints? We were thinking of going in disguised as uh, either soldiers or scientists or some combination therein. I see. Do you have the names of the scientists who you'd be impersonating? I do not. I have, I mean, I took some notes on. The people that I saw today, but didn't correct me if I'm wrong, Rodrigo. Their their badges or didn't have names, and they weren't like you know 
talking to each other with their names? No, some of the badges had names. I mean, oh, okay. The soldiers tended to not have names, but the scientists did. Okay. Could I have gathered like effectively five different scientist names or? Sure. All right. Then, yeah, I've got, um, she'll like pull out a little pad, uh, a list of names I was able to overhear. Oh. Well, oh, I mean, what if those guys aren't supposed to be working that day? Oh. I mean, they're well, going to yeah, check that against you, the schedule. Yeah. If you could get me a, a schedule or a roster or, you know, an idea of what would be appropriate, like we, we're able to see that we're, I've got a crew of five, so and we can we can disguise ourselves reasonably well, and we're working on forging some uh, pass cards. So if you can get us a idea of like what of an appropriate group, uh, when names, what kind of verification we'd need, that would be amazing. I I don't I I mean it depends how long you can give me i mean that's a that's a lot of very specific information that sure. I, I'm, I'm sure it requires a lot of separate queries over a long period of time so as to not rouse suspicion furthermore we'd have to coordinate that with entirely people who aren't there at the moment and uh also, you'd have to figure out how to prevent these people from showing up for their shifts, I guess. Oh, well, that that I could probably do. Um, hmm. Well, so honestly, any any pieces of the puzzle that you could provide on a tight timeline would make our lives easier. This doesn't have to be... I mean, I'd love it to be perfect, but we have... The rune has an expiration date. Uh, actually, if you know how long those runes are typically good for, that would be helpful. I don't think they usually last much more than a week. It really yeah. depends on where it lands on the month. That's what we thought. Um, so we only... You know, uh, do I know when that rune was uh, acquired? And do I have any idea how, essentially, what the timing was and uh, how much Not days it had left? Not really. You're probably getting towards the end of that rune's lifetime. Like, okay. really, we're talking within a couple days. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we basically need to go tomorrow or the day after. Uh, uh, so, I, Sparkle, or sorry, Maya, I can't get you that information. No, I understand. In a day. I, I don't, I, I mean, I can get you maybe one name. But getting you the paperwork to get you through... I mean, even just that, like the amount of time it would take you to, f even if I could get you all the names, I mean, I don't know how fast you can forge things, but a convincing forgery, assuming you didn't just go and mug all those guys. And if you <laughs> did, then they might realize that all those guys got mugged. Sure. <sighs> yeah, no, I know. Um, okay. Okay. So what if I could get you the location of this tanker? Yes. That would be perfect. Okay, that I can do. Um, I can tell you that it's not going to have five people with it. It might have an operator and maybe a couple soldiers. Um, sure, but um, yeah, that we could. If there's, if it's as big as you say it is, we might even be able to like hide someone inside of it. Well, yeah, but 
that person would have to be able to breathe underwater. It's probably something we can do. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, I in that case, you might ha- want to hide everybody in there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll get you the the tanker's location and as much information on it as I can. How about that? That's that's perfect. No, so the tanker. I mean, it's gonna. It's is it going to go through? I mean, it'll go into. It'll go through uh, the checkpoints, but only the people. They're not going to search it. Only the people okay. guarding it are going to have to go through, and 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 go through perfect. the things. And if what you say is true, this is probably going to be kind of a rush anyway. They're not going to spend as much time worrying about where it's coming from, or or rather. Uh, the people involved, because it sounds like they really need this water. And uh, given the priority given to the order for the tanker, it really seems like they're they're really trying to push it through the bureaucracy. So okay. that'll actually make things a little bit easier for me. That's uh, to make things infinitely easier for us. Uh, so then, yeah, if you can get me the location of it, we can go try to take out the guards and uh, effectively replace them. Um, and get in, get through the checkpoints, and then go from there, possibly. I mean, it's going to take us right to that lab. We could probably sneak out from there and then start. Uh, so once we're actually through the checkpoints, um, any recommendations for how we get into the archive proper? Uh, if you have that rune, um, hopefully... You can just show it to the guards and they'll let you through. Um, but I don't know exactly how many people you're bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good reason as to why you're bringing a group of five people in might be in order. Then again, if you make a show of coming in with the tanker, that could potentially i mean if you can if you can swing that i, I mean i don't i don't know i'm not very good on my feet at talking about that stuff so oh no if, that's fine if you can so, if you can massage that into them letting you through even without the proper uh paperwork um but i i'm i'm pretty certain that i can get you at least the operator's identity so if that would be perfect if we could imitate the operator or, or, then we can have a good reason to go into the archive yeah, I, I think very likely it's going to be a human. So if you have a human in your group that can impersonate them, that that should you should at least be able to forge one set of documents that will get you all the way through. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Can, I, does I mean does that work? That. Okay, this is this is looking better than I thought. Okay. I hope I'm I'm hope I'm being helpful. I don't mean oh, to You are being incredibly helpful. Really. I I don't know. I I would be incapable of doing this without you. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to do my part. The the coil is a pretty uh, just I mean, it's, it's straight up evil. I mean, I mean, right? <laughs> like No, yeah. I mean. So, I, uh... yeah, that's he, he kind of looks down a little bit, then back up, then back down. He's like, "Yeah, that's that's the main reason I'm doing this." Uh, 
So, yeah, I was actually planning on going in uh, to work now. Okay. So I can probably have that information for you hopefully sometime tonight or maybe early morning. Is there a, is there a place where I can courier that to you or meet you? Sure, yeah. We're actually staying in Little Delta, so I wouldn't uh, necessarily... Well, is there an, a different place that won't get me stabbed? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can... Uh, oh, you know what? I've got a place in... Uh, oh, wait. That was also... That was in Murder Town. Um, I only go to nice places when I'm home these days. Um, yeah, I, I can find a, a place where you can leave a message. Okay, yeah, if you can just get me that... At some point, that'll be good. You can do that magical talking in my head thing that you, yep, exactly, that you can apparently do now. <laughs> it's that I found, like I said, some interesting friends. I guess. Well, I mean, okay, all right. So I'll just get you all of that. Okay. There. If you um, think of anything else, just let me know. And um, if I'm trying to think. How, if if anything goes goes wrong, um, I'm trying to come up with the best way for you to get word to me. Okay. But, uh, uh, well, um, let me think. Uh, I do have access to, um some of the um uh subcontractors mm-hmm. so how about this if something goes wrong before you get there i will try to schedule a paint crew into the black archive which will almost tur- they won't make it through it's just like regular painters they're obviously going to get stopped at the checkpoint and it'll be a kind of a bureaucratic snafu so if you see a a painting company trying to get in through the front door then that'll that'll let you know that there's a problem okay sounds good uh yeah and i'll give them like i'm sure i've got basically as somewhat of a network of drops and things like that so like a place where he can maybe leave a message for me okay oh okay wow all right this is very Good. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, I... This is more... You're the, uh, I guess, first person who's not actually running around um, stabbing or casting spells at people that I think has known this much about my operations. Uh, well, uh, that's nice. Um I mean, I don't know. It's just I, I I like to think that there's a part of me that would have been a good good truant, but I just I kind of just don't have it in me. So any way that that I can no. help is is good. I I've, I've thought that myself. There's uh, a you're even like the best kind of truant is is what you'd be. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> hey, uh, there is. I mean, I don't mean to to throw anything, but um. How often do these things go flawlessly? Never. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. So maybe there is a, 
I mean, I don't know that I'm going to be able to stay in the coil after all this goes down, no matter what. So maybe yeah. there is a place for me somewhere in the organization. <laughs> oh, if, uh, don't worry, if you, if I make it out and you make it out, I'll, uh, we'll, I'll show you a good time in Monster Town. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work on this. Uh. Oh yeah, hang on. And he like just scarves down a bunch of noodles, like you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like I didn't, I didn't want to be suspicious and leave any food. Oh yeah, no, good, good call. So he like he likes. I was like, oh okay, well, I'll I'll get word to you from okay. if I find anything else, and I'll 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 let you know where where these things are. Uh, why don't you? Uh, m- magic me a message at midnight tonight and see if i can just uh get you some information sounds good all right um be safe you too and he walks away oh i will finish my noodles and head back to little delta okay uh you want to give me a streetwise check there for cat okay 28 Okay. Cat uh, uh, uh. kind of goes wide. Um, he finds like he sees a stone, and then he's like, he kind of finds like a better deal, but it's like slightly off. Um, and then he finds like a better deal, but it doesn't look anything like them. Um, and then he kind of gets this and like, it's like, oh, I saw you looking at both of those. So why don't you take both of them for like half of it? So like basically Ked comes back with like maybe way too many of them. Yeah. But that's better than not enough, I suppose. Yeah, we can figure out what works the best. Sparkle had a better look at these things anyways. Yep. So, uh, in the meantime... Uh, the rest of you have managed to successfully clean the powder away, but not entirely without casualties. Basically, um, both Randis and Sakar have had their arms uh, stained significantly. Uh, obviously, Randis just uh, his his uh, skin arm. Uh, but Sakar, basically both of his forearms have big white stains on them just from, you know, minute errors in calculation, which then like irrevocably <laughs> stain you. Uh, and and especially like even through your clothes and stuff. So also Sakar had like one uh, set of clothes essentially ruined by this. Oram seems largely uh, unfazed by it and, and does not uh, does not seem to have gotten dirty at all. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, rubs his Yay, forearms eligible. all over for him. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> well, uh, Ket comes back. Ket, you're back. Hey, Ket. I found some gems. All right. Uh, a few more than we needed, probably. Mm. Hold up the bag. Oh, well. Uh... <laughs> Three or four times more than we needed by those sparkles. Sort them out. They I guess. gave me a deal when I was looking at different gems. Uh, hmm. Well, guess it won't hurt to have a good selection. 
one supposes. And then uh, Little Sparkle comes back as well. Little Sparkle, you're back. Hey. How'd it go? Good. Um, I've got a way that we can probably get through the checkpoints. Um, I'm just getting, we're going to get, try to get information. I'll hear a report back. Uh, or I'm supposed to send a message to Techiatl at midnight. If you could, one of you could whip me up a ascending scroll again. Um, sure. But he thinks that he can find the location of a, um, specialized version of a locust tank that is being mm-hmm. used to, ferry water into the archive uh, the, the water presumably that they were using for those experiments we saw today and that between posing as the operator and some soldiers accompanying it and possibly riding in the tank with I don't know something that lets you breathe water uh, we can all get in pretty easily hmm. I'm sure we can uh, make something that uh, be able to allow some of us here to come in through the tank Breathing water in the tank? That was the idea, yeah. I've become confused. All right. Well, so the tank is filled with water. The locust tank. Well, it's a specialized locust tank. It it's Instead of weapons, it's just filled with water. Ah, but not the water tank. Which is a no, tank. no. It's, it's going to supply the water tank. Ah, indeed. All right. But um, Techiatl thinks that he can get us in uh, the name of the operator so we can have, um, or one of us can pose as him. And uh, with the runestone and coming in with the tank, that should be enough cover to get us actually into the archive. Seems workable. Could certainly make some elixirs for water breathing. That looks like. Does our um, gloves of climbing and swimming give us any? Uh... Uh, just a swim speed. Okay. Yep. Doesn't let you actually breathe water. <laughs> Darn it. This car doesn't have uh, what's it called seal form. Unfortunately, no. What about sea serpent? Like water snake. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Chupacabras don't have to breathe, right? <laughs> all right, all right. I better have been out of character, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep the Chupacabra talk to a minimum. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, joking... Uh, here's, here's the problem. Unfortunately, joking around within the context of the game gets, like, People stains the fans. remember <laughs> only that. Yeah, I've I've really I've really only allowed it because prior to this, Matthew was the worst offender of that stuff. And, and, now, and now that there's, I feel that enough comeuppance has happened that I'm putting a stop to it. So let's let's just not make fun of each other's characters within the context of the out of character of the game. You guys can make fun of each other in character. That's fine. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, because that has its own set of consequences and, and issues. But yeah. So I believe you guys were talking about water snakes. Oh yeah. So, we, but yeah, I think if we have maybe, I don't know, how expensive are those elixirs to make? Uh, we'd be talking three thousand in a bit. 
Beach. Beach. That would uh, pretty much last the whole day, or I could make much cheaper ones that would last an hour. <laughs> well, you could just make a bunch of those, and we could just keep chugging them. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Um, you could also potentially, uh, if I'm seeing this right, uh, use a water breathing ritual. Mm. Uh, but you'd have to roll 30 or higher in the ritual once you've uh, learned it and everything mm-hmm. um, to have it work for 24 hours. And that would be an arcana check. Uh, it I'll would cost you 680 a... gold to learn the whole ritual and 135 gold to cast it. That would be a lot cheaper. What are the odds of rolling a 30 or better? Uh, Randis has a pretty good chance of rolling a 30 or better, especially with help. <laughs> we can all help yes. him, yes? Yeah. Incidentally, you could, if, if you want to put your faith elsewhere, anybody with uh, the um, ritual caster feat could potentially uh, learn this spell and cast it. So if you wanted to have Orem do it, he could do it as well. Yeah. Arcana or nature. Hmm. Oh. Both of which I... I'm trained in. Uh, I go ahead and... Randis, are you the only one that can make a scroll ascending? Uh, you cannot. I don't see it in my ritual book, which... You don't have sending so, in your ritual book? That's what I don't understand. I think it's there. I'm pretty sure it's there, but it's uh, not... With changes, things fall off, so... I'm uh, pretty sure... I made them before. I don't recall you guys ever making them separately. Uh, let's see. Well, Orem should have sending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So then in the can... time that Randus is doing his thing, I've made a scroll of sending for little sparkle. So I want to see what we can do to acquire a copy of uh, the water breathing ritual to learn that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd let you I I would let you develop it, but you okay. basically have to spend maybe, you know, 4 hours or so experimenting. Okay. Uh, Did we complete and that way you the don't house? even have to leave the house. <laughs> um if we're time crunched, we could also probably go back to the uh River in Murder yep. Town, see if he's got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did we complete the hats or no? Has it been 3 hours or is it? Uh yep. And did we decide so that we have takes... to? Uh, did we have to do uh, the Arcana check when we create the uh, scroll? No, I, I'll do it when I okay. use the scroll. All right. Nope. How far away are you from this person? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. How far are we from? Hundred uh, miles. P- uh, platform one. Uh, less than a hundred miles, definitely. All right. Okay. So, anything less than Sorry, a twenty that you one. roll should be fine. Hmm. Yeah, enchant magic item only takes an hour, so yeah, I should have time to research while they're breathing. Yep. Just make sure that you actually you're gonna pay spell components to learn it because rather than you buying a, a scroll or whatever to or pay to be taught it. Uh, you are developing it on your own, so normal gold doesn't count for that. All right. 
I got plenty of residue on me still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how much component costs on top of the... 135 gold pieces. Yeah. And the market that... price to learn is 680. Yeah. 680. Yeah. So. I just stay up to 680 or how much? Yep, just pay the 680. All right. And you're essentially paying for this in like four hours of hardcore research. I'm. I want to say that at some point, one of the two of you actually had this uh, ritual previously. So uh, you may, like, uh, uh, you know, you may well have seen it before. Hmm. People can leave in the comments whether one <laughs> of these guys actually had it at some point. Yeah. Tell us which episode. Sure, I'm pretty sure during one of the builds, a lot of my rituals disappeared. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, basically, when we remade characters at the beginning of this season, a lot of the rituals went away um, to cut down on stuff. And also because I had you guys, you know, buy stuff from the ground up, which means hmm. you had lim- limited resources to buy rituals. But also, it really trimmed the fat is mostly what I was looking for. I'm getting a builder up to add it here, so I'll double-check my list. Okay. Like high school algebra. Sometimes you forget it, and then you remember that you knew it. So, spend several hours dunking my head into a bucket of water. <laughs> nope, that didn't work. Oh, science! <laughs> that didn't work. It's, uh, eventually, it becomes clear that... Uh, Saves a lot more time if he just has a Sakard like raise him and lower him out of a bucket of water. <laughs> I, I'll just hold him by the ankle, and when he says lower, I'll put him in. And if the bubbles stop, I'll pull him out. Yeah. At uh, at which point the door opens. Uh, <laughs> Teach looks at all of you and says, "I'm I'm not drunk enough for this," and just like closes the door and goes back down to the tavern. <laughs> That's reasonable. <laughs> that is an entirely appropriate response. So, uh, Orem makes a sending scroll. Yep. Okay. Okay. Little Sparkle has one sending scroll. And eventually, after a few hours, uh, Randus uh, cracks it. Uh, I will charge you like once to cast it, okay. to, to test it. Uh, but yeah, um, it's also, uh, you realize that it's actually very efficient. For example, there shouldn't be a lot of, uh, uh essentially, I mean, uh, you know, it's D and D, but essentially oxygen in a bucket of water, but you, <laughs> me- you can breathe for a good long while with it. So even if this, like, even if you are put into a tank of water that presumably would run out of breathable material, you can continue to breathe for a good long while. It's I think to uh, help uh, Randis out, I'll kind of tell him about my Endure Elements ritual that I have. It's sure. not the same because it's weather, but water comes from weather, so maybe there's something there that will help us out. Yeah, you, can extrapolate you guys, you guys from nerd that. out over rituals. Yeah, you know? and and by the way, if you just like to spend the money on it, I'll just let Randis also learn Endure Elements. Okay. Oh, okay. Double uh, check. I don't that have one the... is market cost 100 gold pieces. Nice. Okay. The nerds traded glasses, and now they know each other's stuff. <laughs> yep. If we think of anything else we need for this endeavor. It really wouldn't be crazy 
for you to make more potions of invisibility, honestly. That's what I was it, going to say, yeah. yeah. I'm um, more invisible is always good. That's 1800 a pop. I'm at around, not calculating in everything that we spent tonight, I'm at around 10,000 gold pieces left. Hmm. And well, still, I still have uh, that fat whack of cash from uh, uh, that we got. Uh, the with the mountain elves, so I can okay. contribute some if people are running low. Well, and I still have thirty five thousand in components. So oh, I was going to well, say, I thought we had like a, a monkey load of components. <laughs> yeah, we do. Monkey load of components, not gold, though. Yeah, I mean, I've got all the gold there, no, but this seems to be a, a case for components oh, so, okay, unless we want to go right trying now. to okay. buy components. Yeah, Spend, yeah none of what has happened today. Okay, comes out of gold. So if you spend any gold. Okay. Refund it and then spend it out of components. components. You see, you see why though, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So now I'm down to twenty five thousand in components, and we all have uh, invisibilities potions. Lovely. All right. And uh, and hats of disguise, right? Yep. And hats yep. of disguise, but Randis took that out of his. Yeah, I already subtracted that. Cool. I was just writing it down on my sheet. Yeah, so there's a a few uh, when Ked and Sparkle come back. There's a, a few Tesla cones on the <laughs> on the table. Duta cones. Great. Duta cones. Tesla doesn't exist. Mm. Duta. <laughs> okay. Boo. <laughs> Pretty sure Duta is a, a terrible word in Hindi. I believe. Mm. Who Let's can tell? It. Randicones. Randicones. <laughs> Randicones. That's a terrible word in any language. <laughs> All right. So, a good night of crafting. A good night of crafting. We're hatted. We're potioned. Mm-hmm. Are we badged? Yeah, I guess we still need to. Oh yeah, I can. While once I once Sparkle gets back, she can start on some forging of badges using the. Yeah. Nice little stone collection that Ked acquired for us. Yes. Okay. You got quite uh, the you'll need to put the final touches after you actually have the name of the yep. operator. But I can just start getting the uh, the basics. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a theory check now. Sure thing. Go back and save. I've got a 34. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. Everything done? Yep. When midnight rolls around, I'll... Uh, Contact Takiato. Oh, okay. Instead of waiting an actual hour. <laughs> sure. I'll go ahead and give me a roll. And I'll assist. Okay. 28. Uh, 23. So, so 25 miles. with yeah. uh, Orm's assist. Yeah. Easily 100 miles. Okay. Sweet. Um, so my sending will be... 25 words. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to need that. Just, uh, so, uh, just checking in. Let me know where to go and who to look for. Okay. You, uh, you get something back. I've, I already sent it your, or I already put it in the, your northern drop point. Okay. Uh, then he said, she'll say, uh, oh, uh, you actually don't get another one back. Oh, 
Oh, oh, you're telling these guys. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so she'll say, uh, he actually left it for me physically, so I'm gonna go pick that up. Okay. All right. Need any, uh, assistance? Um, hopefully not. Okay. If we, uh, hear any explosions, we'll come running. Sounds good. Mm. I'll head to my drop. Okay. You head over and find a file. Cool. I will take it back to base. Baked into a cake. Yep. (laughs) Uh, You get back. I inspect the file. It does have name and information of the uh, operator. Um... Uh, let's see. I had a name here somewhere. Hang on. Name is uh, Raleli. R A L E L I. For bat. Like number four. I like a bat. Well, let me let me write that down again. Uh, so. I got four bat and what was the first name? Raleli, R A L E L I. Cool. And uh, she or he is the operator. Uh, he. Yep, he's the operator, and it also says there that there is a two-person dispatch. Uh, are there names of the dispatch, or does that vary? Uh, it does. It varies. It's probably like a different office that decides who goes, which is potentially helpful or dangerous, right? Because they're not going to necessarily... It's like the paperwork could get there, and they'd be like, oh, you're who you're supposed to be. Are you and you who you're supposed to be? Or it could be like the paperwork never gets here on time, so as long as the operator checks out, everybody gets through. Uh, well hopefully rely on me bluffing our way into uh, if it if it's one of those later cases that there was a reassignment that hasn't come through. So. Yeah. Alright, great. And then is there a location for where to find this thing? It is uh, coming from a factory in Greywater. Okay. Which actually seems crazy. This very likely is a like hidden facility. Oh yeah. Yeah, that does not seem like a place where the coil would be operating serious like research military tech. Yeah. Crazy. But I guess it makes sense if uh you're trying to do something weird with water. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh okay. Uh so uh, she'll say, we're going to hit this and hit it hard tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try to make it as fast and quiet as possible so that we don't raise the alarm before we have to go in. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be ready. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to maybe case... But, uh, I mean, it's gray water. There's, uh, it's actually a surprisingly easy place to get into 
Um, so we could case it a little bit before we hit it. Um, do I have a time of when this is supposed to be leaving the factory? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be leaving basically late tomorrow, like wee hours of the morn, uh, essentially. So not... Okay, so... Uh, late the day or early the day after tomorrow, essentially, is what I'm trying okay. to say. So we you have some time have, to, yeah, to you check guys this place out. Have about a day to okay. To... Perfect. So yeah, well, we should case the factory, find out what kind of resistance we're gonna face, anything we can learn about the operator or the um, uh, the team that goes with it that can help with our disguises. Maybe we should uh, all get some rest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Been a productive day. Yeah, I think it has. Look at all we've accomplished. <sighs> yeah. I like productive days like this. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. Good. Sleep is upon us all and probably upon you, the listener, as well, because you're listening to this late at night <laughs> under the covers with your flashlight and your parents are screaming at you to go to bed. <laughs> Why do you need a flashlight to listen to a podcast? For your for your iPod. You're yeah. Looking and making sure that yeah, you don't want to miss a single second of this thing. <laughs> How old are we in this theory that our parents are yelling at us? 35. Yep. <laughs> so, <sighs> podcast at Majorspoilers.com, and until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.